She's right next door. So um, I'm super excited for you all to get to know Mary, but also for her to bring some valuable information to you all just about the world of money. I know early this quarter, so for Q1, we're going to be focusing a lot on just demystifying money because for most people going into a new year, they typically have a couple of focuses, one being their health and wellness and another being their finances in one way or another. So we really wanted to tackle that. So I, and Mary's been sharing a lot of pretty cool budgeting and saving tips that actually make it fun. And I thought that she would be a great first guest for the season to be able to kind of in a, in a gentle way guide us into, you know, money management. So I'm going to let her dive in and introduce herself and then we'll just get to talking. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Um, my name is Mary Woolard, and like uh, Maria said, I do have a business called Woolard Accounting where I do a lot of financial stuff, uh, income tax prep, accounting, payroll, and one of my um, personal favorite things to do is budgeting. So I actually started um, getting a, a group together with some of our friends on Facebook talking about budgeting, how you can budget, um, and some fun ways to kind of to kind of make it you know less of a stress or a headache to do every time you get paid. So. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's it. That's all we got. So. No, I love it. And you have a Facebook group too, that you've been sharing. So I don't know, are you wanting to invite people to that Facebook group or do you want to keep it? Secret? Uh, no, it's okay. We could do advice too. Basically the way I did it was I just didn't want, um, all my Facebook friends to see budgeting tips crowd up their homepage if they weren't interested. So we started this private Facebook group. One, for the privacy so that people can talk about their stuff without it being public. Um, and two, just so that those that are interested could join. Absolutely. And I think it's been great. You've, you've been talking a lot about budgeting. So um, I know I can't even remember her name, but you, you've shared something from, from another mom. Yes. What's her? I can't yes. Her, her name's uh, Kamiko Love. She's yeah. the budget mom in Miko Seattle. Yes, like that. She goes by yeah. Miko. Mm -hmm. Yep. She's great. So uh, we started our own personal uh, budgeting probably 10 years ago, a little bit less, um, with Dave Ramsey. And then we did really well with that, with debt and snowballing. And then what I love about Miko is that she teaches you how to do a zero-based budget based on your paycheck. And she teaches you how to have cash envelopes to kind of help with overspending and teaches you how to do sinking funds to prepare for future expenses coming up. Which, honestly, I, whenever I first seen that you were talking about sinking funds, I was like, 
took me a minute. Um, I am not the, you know, CPA. I'm not an accountant. I don't know a lot of those terms. But when I started looking at what it was, I was like, oh, I kind of do that. I didn't really have a name for it. But, you know, obviously we have annual expenses that come up. And it's easier if you're planning for those to put a tiny bit aside each week or month or whatever it is to be able to get to that point. But I never heard it. Maybe that is that a common financial term, sinking funds, or do you know? I've heard it um, with a couple other budgeters too. So I think it's becoming more common for it. Um, but I don't know who came up with it or anything. Yeah, I just I had never heard it. So I was like, well, so um, yeah, no, I, I also, I thought it was really cool because, you know, some of the things that you're sharing makes it fun. It's like challenges. Like, yes. you know, we, like as humans, whether you're super competitive, competitive, quote unquote, or not, we all love the idea of a challenge because we want to win at it. Yes. You know, some a little more than others, but yes. yeah, I, I really love some of the stuff you've been sharing. And I think that it can make it something that is easily doable for anybody, no matter kind of where they're at in their financial journey. Yeah. Um, you said that you got started with Dave Ramsey, which I know a lot of people, um, you know, have read his stuff or been a part of his stuff, or at least know who he is. I mean, he's a pretty well-known name out there. Um, I know my husband and I done Dave Ramsey program many, 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 many years ago, but I did find that it didn't quite work for us because, you know, we don't, we don't live the W2 nine to five, like our finances is far yeah. more complicated than that. So I actually got super frustrated on trying to do it that way. But I know a lot of the stuff that I've seen you sharing seems like no matter what your income you know, level is, what are you, if you're self-employed, if you work the W-2, it's still something that you can kind of put into effect. Yes. Yes. So one good thing with Miko is why I had loved her was that she actually is self-employed too. She's her own um, business. And so she just gets paid once a month and that's how she runs everything through. So she's doing a monthly budget, but the way that she was doing it with her steps, you could pretty much, um, tie it or combine it with any type of pay period, any type of pay schedule or even income that, that any person has. So. Absolutely. So whatever you're doing, when you're doing your budgeting, I, don't, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to obviously give us like you know, complete details and a few into your financial world, but just high level when you're doing your budgeting, what do you find is helpful as far as, you know, getting when you got started, you know, what was the easiest step to get started with that? Cause that, if you've not been, you know, if somebody out there right now is not budgeted ever, it can seem like this giant task to take on. Yes, yes. So the first thing that I would recommend for anyone that's wanting to get budgeted, um, whether simple or huge, is just to start looking at your finances. So um, the first thing that I did was I looked back, like I always kept a check register. I know a lot of people don't do that nowadays. I mean, my brother and sister-in-law don't, but, but, but look at your check register or start tracking your spending. So see, do a month's worth. If you don't have a check register to look back, see what categories that you're spending them in and then kind of go from there. Your paycheck, typically if you have a W2 paycheck, you would know about a good estimate of what it should be every pay period. Then you've got your fixed expenses, whether it's your house or your rent, your vehicle, your insurance, things like that. Um, and you know that those have to be paid by a certain due date. So from there, you can kind of um, track or like cut back on any of your variable spending. So you might see that you're eating out tremendously, you know, in that one month period, what can you do to cut back or grocery shopping or clothing shopping, anything like that. Um, and then that will kind of help you to where you can find extra money within your budget from each paycheck. 
And I, I know another thing you've been sharing a lot of is uh, savings challenges. And I think yeah. those are really cool. Yeah. I love challenges anyway. I, I do. And I love any kind of like an excuse to kind of get that out of my system. And I did, I could do that and save money at the same time. I think are great. Yeah. How do you factor in savings into a, a budget? Okay. So what I do is if someone's on a really tight budget, but they've got excess in regards to eating out or groceries or even your gas or clothing fund is try to look to see where you can cut back on those items. So a couple of the money saving challenges that I had put into our group was like the 52 week challenge. And you can Google a lot of these 52 week challenge. You've got a Christmas savings challenge. They're doing a hundred envelope challenge. And that's where you're basically cutting it down into smaller pieces each pay period. So, for example, with the 52-week challenge, every week you would put back just a dollar of the week. So you can get a chart, you can mark it off, you know, print out. Um, so like for this is week two, you would save $2. Next week's week three, you would save $3. You would basically just put that money back so that you would have it, but you could find it out of your grocery. Save $2 out of your groceries for the week. Save $2 out of your eating out budget for the week. Um, and then that's, that's where I usually try to pull it from. I mainly try to pull it mainly from my groceries or we have a little bit of excess from paying down our debts and doing our fixed budgeting that I can put that towards the challenges. And I think that's pretty good advice. And I know for a lot of people out there, just the idea probably of budgeting makes is probably making them a little bit nervous. But, and I think that's why, I kind of gravitated to some of the stuff that you were sharing because for a lot of people that have not had a lot of exposure to money management, it can be daunting. You know, it could be daunting just trying to figure it all out. Yes. Yes. So a lot, I hear that a lot just in the industry that I'm in is that people don't like to talk about money. They don't like to talk about finances, but I feel like if you try to just break it down into simple steps and start small, then maybe it would give you a confidence and you can kind of have the grasp of it and you're like oh I can do this and then that would help you start other pieces to it um I know in the group especially like when I start talking about things I know it probably sounds overwhelming but try to emphasize just start small look at just your fixed expenses first don't worry about sinking funds like don't worry about trying to save anything extra see where you're at for a while and then you know if you feel comfortable doing that in a, a month or two then maybe you might want to branch out to having what can I do to cut back on my variable spending? Or how about we add one sinking fund? We'll just add Christmas and try to save for that so that by December, you know, or November, you would have the cash there instead of putting it on a card. Yeah, well, and I think that's good because I mean, a lot of people go into major debt. Um, I don't know the numbers on the statistics, but I've seen them and I know they're way, 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 way up there on the debt that people, you know, absorb during the holiday seasons. And I think it would be a great idea to be able to, to start that savings was just something that you're going to be doing anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So those are good. And I, and I love that you gave the very, you know, real world tangible advice of just kind of start where you're at right now, because I know a lot of people and myself included early on, like I was never taught a lot of financial things. Like it was like, I was taught how to balance a checkbook, but that was it. So that was literally all I knew. And, you know, I don't know if you've experienced it or not, but it seems like, um, with a lot of people that I know, it seems like the men tended to understand a lot more about the financial world because it was taught to them more readily than it was a lot of the females. Okay. And I'm not going to get into like why that could be or blah, 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 blah. But right. the very real thing is that that's, that seems to be true, that a lot of women 
are, unless they're in the industry like you are, are not as educated in finances as men typically are. But I think that's starting to change. I think a lot more women are starting to realize that, you know, they're, they're the power in knowing a lot about, about the financial world, not just, not just only budgeting and saving and, you know, cutting out the coupons to save a couple dollars at the right. grocery store, but also about investing and, and things that are kind of like beyond there. Do you find like with people that you work with, whether it's in your business or just within the group, do you find that it seems to be that way with people that you know too, that it seems to be that a lot of the more women are kind of like, okay, well, I never knew this. I need to learn this type of thing. Yes. So I've noticed two different kinds. One is a lot of times where um, it's more men than it is women. And then the other thing that I notice is that a lot of times it's just one spouse, not two. So regardless if it's the wife or the husband or whatever, it's just that, you know, one person handles everything. So the other person is totally in the dark. They don't have a clue. Um, with talking with other people about budgeting, it's hard for them to possibly get their spouse on board because they don't see the numbers. They don't see why they have to cut back on their spending for um, variable stuff or just anything because they're not they're not seeing it. So so I see that on both sides. Whenever somebody's in that situation, what like I know what I would probably do, but I'm not <laughs> like, would you recommend them having one account for themselves where they can at least track their part of the spending? What would you recommend in that kind of scenario? It works different from every person. Me personally, we have separate accounts completely. You know, um, he has an account. I have an account. We, we um, prioritize or like he has certain house bills that he pays and I pay certain house bills and then we split everything else. I've heard some people to where they each have their own individual account and then they have a joint account that goes for all the house bills and their children and stuff. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, but I would say for anybody that's, that has one spouse over the other that doesn't know, and you're interested in doing budgeting, I feel like you just need to sit down and talk to them about that. If you could get them on the same page, that would help. If you do have it in like your guys's case where you have a separate account and you just put the joint, then yes, you could definitely do that to where you're just tracking your side you know, your, the expenses that you put into the joint account will probably always be the same because they're a set amount based on what your bills are for the household. But you can always track your variable spending in your own individual account. This would be your eating out. This would be your shopping. This would be groceries, that kind of stuff. So Absolutely. it could be done one-sided. Yeah, well, and I know, I don't know that there's necessarily a right or a wrong, you know, as far as, as, far as I'm concerned, but I know it worked better for us to do it that way just because, I know what's coming in. I know what's going out. Right. I don't have to figure it out. You know, I know, you know, I can budget and plan. And obviously, you know, we have different things that we find important personally and that's okay. Right. So, you know, it was one of those things that it just made more sense for us to go ahead and do separate accounts. So that way I didn't even have to think, I don't care yes. what his focus is. <laughs> I yes. don't care. You know, we have our joint goals or family goals or, you know, joint household expenses and savings and stuff like that, that we have, uh, you know, attributed to that, but then, you know, what I decide to do, I can do personally and he does the same. And that honestly has worked best for us, yes. um, but we're both very type A. Yeah. So <laughs> all we did when we had joint accounts only was butt heads the whole time about who yes. was right, you know, yes. who was wrong. And it just, it, we were never going to get anywhere like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. We had talked about doing a joint account at one time, but to have but it's for us it just seemed easier you pay these and i pay these and other than that your money's your money and my money is my money so sometimes we talk about adding extra like when we go on vacation or something like that you know we would bring in money from each of the accounts but a lot of times we just try to for us it's easier for us to keep everything separate 
Yeah, no, and I agree. Well, and I think that's the thing is if somebody's first getting started out is to figure out, you know, number one, what is going to work for you? And that's going to be like what each of, like I just said, me and my husband are both type A. Type A, yeah. Will not work for because yeah. neither of us are going to give up, quote unquote, the power, right. you know, so it's not going to happen. We will fight to the death on that. So for us and our personality, it just worked better like that. But for some people, you know, it may work better for them to have that, that joint account to work as a team. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, from what I'm hearing you say, it's kind of step one is figure out what works for you. And, and also it, it's probably okay to try, you know, try a joint. If that doesn't work, then try a separate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's so easy now to get accounts open. You don't even have to go into the bank to do an online, you know, to do account if you want to open it. So I always recommend do what's best for you. Like you cannot fit into someone else's plan for how they do their budgeting. So do what works best for you and your spouse, or if you're by yourself and your pay, just, just try to find a easy way to do it to where you're not stressed out about having to sit down and do your budgeting every time you get paid. So. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's your favorite, what's your favorite um, savings, I guess, challenge that you've done? Um, the favorite, my favorite saving challenge that I've done is one where uh, it's just like a different blocks with different dollar amounts. So for that, I like to do it because then I can pick based on what else I have going on at the time because I may not be able to put back the, the higher amount. So I'm a pen and paper and I like to highlight and do different colors. So so that was my favorite. But when I worked at another W-2 job, I, me and another employee, we actually did budgeting together and we would challenge each other and try to save as much as we could. And we would get excited and talk about it every pay period be like, what did you put back or here's and like pull out our sheet and show what we did. So that was something I did with her. Well, and I think that's awesome because I think a lot of people, when they think budgeting, they're like, oh, budgeting, because it just sounds restrictive. But yes. And saving, saving sounds yes. restrictive. Yes. And I like the example that you gave because, you know, it can be fun. And I love the groups that you're doing just because it, it provides what you just said. It's providing that accountability that it's making it fun because you're doing it together and it's not, it is not a chore at that point. It's Correct. something that you can actually look forward to. Um, I don't, I don't know if uh, I mentioned this actually yesterday on another show, but I don't know if you follow the, uh, what's it called? Becoming minimalist. Page. Oh, mm -hmm. I think they I do. Shared, yeah. They shared something the other day that said um, something about like, like mindless spending of just $27 and 40 cents a day. You may have seen this adds up to $10,000 in a year. Yeah. So I was like, Oh my gosh, if you flipped that, if you were somehow was able to save $27 and 40 cents, which obviously depending on somebody's budget, that's not realistic, but just the idea that 27 and $40 doesn't sound like a lot or $27 and 40 cents doesn't right. sound like a lot, but how that compiles is just, you know, the whole premise behind what you're saying with the savings challenges. It really doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, no. if you can afford to do $27.40 a day, great. Go yes. for it. If you yes. can't, then, you know, still you do half of that or yes. a quarter of that or it all adds up. And I think yes. we forget that these little things turn into big things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Like, you don't have to do a huge amount. And I, what I've seen in the past is that people that get started with budgeting, even if they're saving like $100, they're just super excited that they were able to have the commitment and they were challenging themselves to actually follow through with it. So that's the big thing. Just trying to make it a habit of this is what you need to do every time you work on your budget, every time you get paid, instead of just spending that on something, you know, just like a um, impulse thing or whatever. Yeah. So I try to tell people, like, don't try to focus on the number. 
if you can save $5 a week, that still adds up. That's $20 a month and times that by 12, you know, you still have quite a bit there. So um, that's what I usually try to tell people on that part. Yeah. Well, and I know, you know, there used to be that old adage of penny saved is a penny earned. My grandpa used to say that all the time. Yes. And I mean, it's even more than a penny if you like think of inflation and taxes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I mean, it is that thing. It's, and I think a lot of people do mindlessly spend just unless they start doing a budget and they start really being honest with where their money's going. And, you know, it's funny, even when I got to the point where I thought I was good with money, quote unquote, I, there was certain bad habits I still had. I would forget to go over my credit card statement. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even look at it. Like I, wouldn't even, I just would pay it and not even look at it. And I would end up finding something way later, like six months later. I think they only go back like three months or something that had been charged in my account every month. Yes. I yes. didn't even have a <laughs> monthly subscription. Yes. 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 It's like, ah, you know, and I think those are some things that I think it, it's a good habit to get into to not only budget and save like we're talking about today, but, you know, to, to make time to go over that bank statement because, you know, things happen, charges end up on there that aren't supposed to be on there. Or maybe you signed up for the free trial, the subscription. I've done this before. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll try it for seven days. And then you so forget. <laughs> forget about it. And then you pay for it forever. Yes, that. that's happened to me. <laughs> oh gosh, it was really sad because I, I got so mad at myself because I'm, I'm like, oh, I was decided I'm going to sign up for this now. And I forgot I had already signed up for the free trial. didn't ever cancel. So I've been paying it for like seven months. Hadn't used it because I forgot I actually went ahead and done it. And yes. I was oh, I was so angry. Yes, that's happened to me too. So, but I, like you said, going over the budgeting, going over your pay stuff, looking at your statements, like you said, I feel like if you get into a habit of that, it won't seem as much of a chore and you can get it done in like less than 10 minutes, you know, just something that you do once a month to kind of go over everything. And then you're like, okay, I'm done for the month or done for the pay period or, or over how that is. Do you say, I know for me, I had to start setting it in my calendar. I use Google calendar and actually set it in my calendar, make an appointment with myself because if not, it'll be done later and it yeah. will never happen. <laughs> yes. Is it, do you have, end up doing that for yourself? Or? I, I do. So I try to set myself up with one, the first day and then I only give my day myself two days to get it done if I don't get it done by that day. So um, I, I've got children and they're busy and things and plans change like all the time. And so I've been known to even take my budgeting book with me to like a practice and I will work on it while I'm sitting there just so that I've got because I've got that downtime to do it. Um, But I do. I plan myself, you know, like my pays are on Friday. So I plan myself to try to work on it by Friday. If not, I have until Sunday to get it done, because if not, it could be Wednesday or Thursday of the next week. And I've got things that need to be paid. I've got auto pays that come out and I want to make sure that I account for those. So, well, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think everybody kind of has these things that come up and, you know, as far as having family and kids and all yes. the things. Yes. And I think that's why it's a good idea to make those appointments. But also what I heard, and I was going to actually say this, but I heard it in what you said, too, was be flexible with yourself. This isn't about yes. perfection. No. You set the budget, you flunk the budget, whatever. Try again. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And I and I agree, too. So you just keep working at it until you find that rhythm and what works for you, because you're not going to come out perfect the very first time. I didn't even I mean, when we first started with Dave Ramsey, we did. It took us like two and a half years to kind of get through everything, because sometimes when you, you join these groups on Facebook and you read everybody's comments, it can really be defeating sometimes because they're so ahead of you. They're so ahead of the game. But you just they all started where 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 we're starting today. 
So you just have to kind of keep at it. And like you said, be flexible. Don't be hard on yourself. Um, as long as you keep going at it, I feel like you'll start learning what works best and, and how it works within your family and your budget. So absolutely. Well, and I know for me, the more that I started tracking my expenses, the more I asked myself, do I really need this? Yeah. Do I actually use this? Yeah. Is it worth paying the $40 subscription a month for me to use at one time? Right. Probably right. not. Yeah, I agree. So we, we kind of went through that too with our family. And like, so I try to tell my kids, like, do we need to buy this? The biggest thing right now at our house is streaming services. And so like we, we have like almost, I feel like we have almost all of them, but some of it's attached with our cell phone. So it's included, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I try to talk to them about, well, let's cut back on this for the month or let's see how we do without it for a couple months. And so we've done that before, but we've gotten them all back again. So, so it yes. might just be something that I'm going to have to learn how to budget within and maybe we can cut somewhere else. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to stop it for a little bit and yes. see, I mean, if they don't miss it, cause I've done that. I yeah. got rid of, there was a couple of apps. My kids just had to have, they had to have, they had to have got rid of, I didn't even tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I just got they didn't notice. It. They still have been noticed, and it's been probably a year by now. Yeah. Um, but it was one of them that every time I brought it up, they're like, no, oh, and it was the younger kids, and it was like some gaming, like little apps that we had. Yeah. And I mean, it's not that it was expensive. I think it was only like $3 a month for one of them or whatever, but still, they wasn't like they wasn't using it. Right. So right. I just went ahead and canceled it. I thought, well, if they bring it up, then we'll talk about it then, but they still have it. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, yeah, if it's somebody that's older or like your spouse, don't just randomly go cancel something. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that that would be a good idea. But, you know, sometimes they might think they want it, but it's just they're like emotionally tied to it. They're not really using it. I don't know if you've experienced this too, but maybe think of, have you ever tried to get rid of your kids like old toys or whatever? And yes. all of a sudden that's their favorite thing that they've ever seen in yes. their entire life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. like, you've not played with this in like three years. Yes. But somehow it's their favorite right now. It's kind of like that. I think sometimes we are emotionally attached to it more than we are actually, actually, actually wanting it. Right. We don't actually right. want it. We're just have this emotional connection. But I mean, I think it can happen with money though. Like there is an emotional connection with the things that we buy or do a lot of times. Yes. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. So I've got to, you know, you hear about emotional, um, what is it like shopping where, yeah. you know, depending on how you feel, you might go out and buy something and it's all impulse. So I totally agree. Yes. So, so we mentioned earlier that you have the group. So it's budgeting 101. So yeah. I just called it budgeting one-on-one on, and it's on Facebook. Yeah. And I, and I, it's, it's a great group. I mean, I think it's, you're, you've put some stuff in there that again, is simple that I think really, if, if, even if somebody has been budgeting for a while or saving for a while, there's still fun things. They're like, Oh, that's cool. That's the reason I even mentioned, I'm like, Oh, that sounds fun. I want to print this out and color this. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It just makes it fun. And so, but if you've also not ever thought about budgeting or maybe I think most people think about it, but it just seems like, a lot yes, this is a I good really place to start um i do want to kind of switch because i know we're we'll kind of wrap up here in a little bit but i do want to switch just so we can kind of talk about your business a little bit okay so um <laughs> i don't I didn't even mention that it's a surprise so yeah. we'll talk about your, your business a little bit obviously you have an accounting business um yeah. can you talk maybe about how your business helps kind of the community or how you got started or okay 
So um, I actually just started this business a year ago. So um, I've been in the accounting field since 2005, always worked for a small family firm. I uh, had three jobs before I did this on my own, three different companies I worked for. And um, I started this in December of 2020. So right in the middle of COVID. So um, actually I was inside at the bank there with you, with the office. And um, actually a lot of my clients came, which was wonderful. Let them know that I was leaving. Um, my old employer was great. Um, he helped me like let the community know that, you know, I'm starting on my own. Um, and then we actually moved over to the outside of the building. I'm at the old post office in Russellville. Um, so I think it's been really nice here um, in regards to helping the community out. There was a, there's an attorney down in Ripley that is retiring, and he actually has a lot of clients here in Russellville. So he was letting them know, and I think it's been really great because I'm super close to where they're at. They don't have to drive as far with the older community. Um, I don't know. I love it. So it's been going really well. I don't know how else I could help. <laughs> I'm trying to, no, like, I'm I, mean, I think that's good. But, I mean, the main reason I wanted to bring it up is because there are a lot of our listeners. Well, most of our listeners are women. We do get some guys too. Most are women, but also a lot of them are entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of bring it up as we've been talking a lot about budgeting and, you know, saving all that stuff. I'm kind of from a personal standpoint, but I want to kind of transition for a moment mm -hmm. kind of into the fact that you also are a business owner, because I think it's important to mention that too, because you can take these same ideas that we were just talking about for, personal and utilize it in your business is there yeah. is there a way that you do that that's different than how you do it in your personal life though no i pretty much keep everything the same so i have fixed expenses within my business you know like subscriptions that i have to renew every year my rent every year insurance every year that's the same the only thing that I can really change would be any like supplies that I would purchase. But when I started this business, you know, I sat down with my husband and we discussed what we was going to do. And then I tried to do an estimate of how much did I think it was going to cost to start out. So and then, you know, just using the estimate of like my clients that would come over, how much would I have an in income? Would I be able to come out in the black because I didn't want to be a loss for the first year? Um, so just trying to watch what I spend. Um, now this is going into my second year, I have a better idea because I have that whole year from last year to kind of look back at all. and it helps me budget and, you know, forecast what I'm expecting for 2022. So, um, but it, it's pretty much the same. The only other thing that I would say in regards to it is that I personally on my side, I figure out my self-employment tax, but that might be going too much into the numbers because I'm real anal about it. And I want to make sure that I'm not going to owe at the end of the year. So yeah. 2021 is the first year that I'm not going to have an actual paycheck. I'm not going to have any a federal withholding. So I've had to pay estimates in. So in regards to budgeting for my business, it's pretty much the same as I do my personal, but I also take it a step further by trying to figure out how much taxes will I owe at the end of the year. And then I, yeah. I've been paying my estimates in just because I don't want to owe at the end. So I'm I nervous about that. A lot of people are not into that world, though. They're like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, I just understand. That's making me nervous. Yeah, I would be like trying to calculate it out, and yeah. they would be like, mm, I know nobody close. wants to talk about that. So, but but <laughs> like, this is what I do. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna figure. Like, I budget it down to like my my deduction, my children, how much I'm gonna get for them, how much I brought in. So I I've got it on an Excel sheet. So I like just plug the number in, and it figures it for me. But I had to create it. But I it just gives me a little bit more peace of mind because I don't like not knowing until the very end. So. 
so. No, I think if you know how to do that, that that's definitely a way to go. I do not, so that's yeah. why I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> but I mean, I yeah. do. I love that you you mentioned that you sat down with your husband, kind of went over oh, before you even started. Yeah, I think that's huge. I did not do that. Yeah, that would be great <laughs> if I did. I did not. Um, yeah, I fly by the seat of your pants. Look, let's go big or go home type of mentality. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of find themselves in the same predicament sometimes it's not like you did it the right way but that you get super excited you're ready to start your business you spend all the dollars and then you're like well crap that was really expensive and I didn't yeah. get what I thought I was going to get from it and yeah um I know for I was who was I talking to we were talking I was talking to another business owner not that long ago and we were talking about how you know at the very beginning of our businesses we kind of done some of the same things we were so excited we bought all the like like pens and shirts yes. and mugs yes. and yes. everything because we were excited because we did it you know yes. and it's good it's like hey we did it but we spent so much money nobody <laughs> yes. cared yes. nobody wanted our mug with a logo on it nobody cared nobody yes. knew who that was right. we just started so i mean it's not it, i think there's a lot of people that kind of fall into that but making yourself sit down and make a budget if, if you haven't started yet before you start is definitely the way to go but if you're like me and you've kind of already made that mistake and it's never too late to go ahead and make that budget because I think it's it's a game changer, really. If you know bare minimum what you need to have to be able to get started, never when it gives you something to work, it gives you a, you know something that you need to work for, and everything past that obviously would be problems. Is extra. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it took me a month just to get my husband on board. So this was like constant, like discussing it with him. And so he wanted to see the figures. And since I'm responsible for something in the household, he's like, I, I I don't want to carry the load by myself. So that was the that was the main reason that the budget came about. It wasn't because I thought of it beforehand. It was just the fact that, hey, we need to see how much do you realistically think you can bring in because you still have some of the budget to pay, household bills to pay. And I can't carry it all by myself. So that's the real reason why the budget came. It wasn't that, oh, I'm going to start a business. Let's start with step one and do this budget first. No, it was mainly just trying to give him an ease and a sense of peace that it was going to be successful and that I wasn't going to fail, you know, well, to start really off helped. with. So just, you need to go home and be like, thank you very much. That yes. Really yes. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I think it's good. And I, and I like you mentioned too, that, you know, you've got a full year in. Yes. So at this point in time, you can look back and be like, okay, what was great out of that? What did I, you know, under budget on? What did yes. I over budget on and be able to tweak that? Because, you know, I think a lot of newer business owners don't realize that, you know, even if you are the type of person like, oh, and, you know, like, oh, I need to have a budget before I start, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to be able to figure yes. out, okay, is that realistic or not? If those are projections, but where am I actually hitting and be able to tweak it from there? Um, I know, you know, I got the cafe, the cafe's not even at a year yet. And I, I keep trying, like I'm an analytics person. I like looking at the analytics and figuring it out. I still haven't figured it out. And I keep telling myself, it's okay. Cause I'm not a year in, but it's like, it's anything that's like service-based like this, like, um, you know, like, hospitality industry is all over the place yes. anyway but it's like kind of one of those things that you know when we get a year in we'll be able to go back and say okay well we over projected on this under projected on this yes. and you know but to be able to at least have something to start out with i still think is huge yes yes i totally agree so like the only other thing that i would say in regards to what you said is currently right now we're just dealing with covid so even if you were to have a year in and you have a lot of fluctuations, some of that could be because of outside circumstances. So, you know, hopefully once all of this is gone and it's kind of back pre-COVID, like, you know, how the cafe would have done or how my business would have yeah. done, 
would you have had more traffic? You know, so I feel like some of it's kind of skewed now. So when you try to do any type of forecasting, but in my line of work, there's a lot of people that still need to get taxes done. You know, I help a lot of businesses try to keep their books, you know, and accounts um, balanced for them. So I know that I'll always have business. It's just whether or not I'll have a lot of clients or a little clients. So. Absolutely. Well, mm -hmm. and I think, I think being able to have a goal again, of where at least you need to hit, if you know, mm -hmm. know you need to have, number other 10 clients minimum yes you know you need to have 10 clients minimum yes. i love exactly. goals and i love bite-sized pieces and i think that's why i was really drawn to you know some of the stuff you were sharing in your budgeting group are are you going to do a separate like business budgeting group or are you just going to keep it all under one i think i'm just going to keep it all under one i actually haven't mentioned anything about budgeting on my business facebook page at all but i had thought about maybe talking about it and then if anybody yeah. else wanted to join the group but the business side would pretty much be the same unless somebody actually wanted like I could give them my spreadsheet on how I figure up the federal taxes but sometimes I feel like even when you do that there's still questions or still confusion so it's better to do that more one-on-one -on -one than say here here's my sheet you just have to plug in a few numbers and and they'll see it but then I feel like they don't understand it and and that's just the type of work you know because I'm doing something this is what I do for a living because sometimes when I talk to clients, they're just like, Oh my goodness, you're so good with these numbers or it just comes off the top of your head. And I'm like, well, this is what I do for a living. You know, if, if, if I was a nurse or, you know, a mechanic, I'm sorry, but I wouldn't be able to do those things. And you might be excellent at it because that's what you do for a living, but I get that a lot. So, um, so I think I'm just going to keep it all together. I'm not going to worry about trying to do a separate one. Cause if I do the business one and you get business clients in there, they may not all be on the same level. So what you're talking about, they might get confused. They might get lost. I would rather someone just ask me one-on-one -on -one and we can discuss it that way. So, Well, that kind of leads me. Do you work with clients only locally or do you work with them anywhere? Like I, I work with them virtually. So the one thing that I wanted to definitely set up here was um, being able to work remotely so that, um, again, going back to my kids, we had to deal with COVID year. Oh my goodness. And at-home school, everything like that. So, and where we live, you know, it's pretty rural. We have snows, you know, we don't have very good, you know, cleaning up stuff. So I want to be able to work wherever I'm at, whether I'm here at the office or I'm at home. So everything that I have just about is all online based to where if I'm not here at the office physically, I can still do the work. So right now I have clients in Texas. I have clients in North Carolina, and then I have clients locally here. So, but I could work with anyone remotely as well or virtually as well. If somebody is interested in maybe finding out more about it, do you do consultations or how does that mm -hmm. work? Yep. So I do free consultations. Um, you would basically, if you wanted to come in uh, for an appointment, I make appointments through the week. Um, or if you wanted to do it through Zoom, we can do that too. And just let me know what you're wanting and then to tell me a little bit about your business, what questions that you have, what specifically are you looking for? And then we can kind of go from there. And, you know, just to kind of clarify, you do bookkeeping, you do tax prep. What else do you do? I do tax preparation and bookkeeping. I also do payroll services. I help businesses start out. So like just yesterday, I had uh, two people here for business. You know, I help them set up their LLC with the state of Ohio. I help. And then once that's been approved, like today, it was approved. Today, I went ahead and got their federal EIN number. And then from there, they would go to the bank and open up a business bank account. So I kind of help or guide people that are interested in doing or starting a business on what steps they need to take. 
Um, a, just in my experience of doing this, I find out a lot of people are super excited about starting a business and they're very good at what they do for that business. But the paperwork or the behind the scenes is not so great. So, or they might not know that they're supposed to do this step or something like that. So I'm just kind of there to say, these are the things that you need to do, or I can help you do them and go from there. Absolutely. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. I always say yeah. that somebody starts a business because of the one or two things that they do amazingly. And it definitely doesn't mean that they do all the things amazingly. Right. And if you're anything like me, you find out all the things that you suck at pretty darn quickly. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, it was, I was shell shocked when I was like, oh, okay. Because you, when you're working for someone else, you forget all the things that are going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Until you step on your own, you're like, oh yeah, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. No idea. Yes. So yeah, I think that's great. And I'll make sure that um, the links to be able to connect with you are in the show notes. If you're listening to this on the podcast platforms, uh, the link to get in touch with Mary to be able to book a consultation will be in the show notes. Um, we're live right now. This will be airing on the podcast and it'll be available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Of Spotify and all the other podcast places, podcast places I don't even know. But it's been great having you on today, Mary. Um, super helpful, super useful. Make sure that you look up Budgeting 101 and join that group and print out the little page so we can color the squares. Yes. And that's my favorite part. I like yes. to color. So. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. We will be back live again next week. Next Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time.